glad to see you uh, here this morning. I didn't know how many that we would have on New Year's Day. Uh, I didn't know how many would be sober. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, you chose uh, to be here. Does everyone have a handout? Okay, anybody not have a handout? If you don't, uh, we they're by the door. Uh, but uh, you need a, need a handout for our message this morning. Um, you are in the right place at the right time. Uh, this last week, uh, we uh, had a, a little incident at our house. Uh, we went to Walmart. Julie had uh, 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 done a uh, Walmart pickup. And uh, I had led her off somewhere. And... Uh, uh, then I went to be in the, the place where uh, the, the where we were supposed to be, and so uh, I called uh, the number and I said I'm here, and they said uh, okay, and so uh, I waited and and waited, and another car pulled up and they brought their food out and they left and another car did that and after three or four times I'm like hey wait a minute boys I'm here. <laughs> And so they had called uh, Julie, and uh, they say, "What spot are you in?" I told her I was in first spot, and they said, uh, uh, "They said, uh, uh, what spot?" And she said, "One." And they said, "Are you sure you're in one?" It's like, okay, we're not done, you know, we can count. <laughs> we are in one. And so they called her back again, and are you are you sure you're in one? And yes, we're in one, but the problem was we were at the wrong Walmart. <laughs> so we, we got to the right uh, Walmart and got our food, and, and now they know us by name, I think. <laughs> uh, I was uh, reading uh, an article this last week and uh, about uh, 13 resolutions in the spirit of Jonathan Edwards. Of course, Jonathan Edwards was a... Uh, uh, a uh, evangelist uh, from many years ago. I'm not going to read you all of these, but I wanted to read you two or three of them. It says, Resolve to put on the apron of a slave, asking how I might die to self in service to my Lord, my family, and my brethren. Resolve to study scripture and order my life in full to the purpose of pleasing God and showing myself a workman approved. Resolve to stand for truth, even if all the world will not. Further resolve to speak truth, even if, the, if all the world will hate it. Resolve to take idle moments captive for the furtherance of prayer and meditation on the word, so as to redeem what little time the Lord wills I have left. Resolve to guard my speech so as to not speak only that which is fitting, wise, and to the edification of my fellow man rather than what is ruinous. Resolve to love and treasure Christ more than anything else in all creation, for he alone is worthy. Resolve to consider each moment my last, so as to press on with endurance in running the race. Further resolve that while I yet live, I will work mightily toward the things of eternal value and purpose, so as to reap my heavenly reward. And finally, resolve to enjoy God's gifts of beauty, truth, and goodness in childlike wonder. 
Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning, and dear Lord, uh, I thank you for the people who are here. I thank you, dear Lord, for their commitment to you. And Lord, as we begin a new year, I pray that each one of us would be challenged to not be satisfied where we are spiritually, but Lord, that we would be challenged to grow in you. Lord, we know that our enemy would like nothing more than for us to not be hungry and thirsty after your word, to uh, be satisfied and content where we are in our spiritual walk and not want to grow with you. And I pray, dear Lord, in the quietness of this moment, that the Holy Spirit would be here and speak to all of us, beginning with me, and challenge us to grow in 2023, should you carry. And Lord, we love you and thank you for your love for us in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of my message this morning is Status Quo or Choose to Grow. Now we live in the Bible Belt here in uh, the state of misery. And uh, I, I think one of the, the, the issues with that is that we get uh, accustomed to there being a, a, a church and a cashew chicken joint on every corner. Uh, but we have so many churches. There are over 100 Southern Baptist churches just in Greene County alone. That doesn't include all the other Baptists that there are, as well as the other denominations. And so we get used to there being a lot of churches. And maybe I would say that I, sometimes we become too used to it. And what I mean by that is we are just to the place in our spiritual life where it's not new anymore. It's not fresh anymore. The book of Revelation says that uh, I, I need to return to my first love. And so my, my challenge to you as we face 2023, and none of us know what will come in the next 365 days. Look how much the world has changed since last year. Uh, um, the, the, the wars that we've had, the people that we've lost that are not here anymore, look how the world has changed in a year. And I don't see that that will not change that drastically in the coming year. And so I'm going to challenge you this morning not to be happy with where you are spiritually, but to choose to grow. Don't be happy with status quo, but choose to grow. We have 365 days ahead of us, should Jesus tarry. 8,760 hours ahead of us unless Jesus comes. The theme of my message this morning is taken from James 4, verse 8, where it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will... Now, now folks, I'm going to tell you something here. Buckle your seatbelts. You're as close to God as you want to be. Well, now some people would say that. Dan, that's kind of a that's kind of a broad statement. 
the thing is, the Word teaches us that if I wanted to grow closer to God, that I would draw nearer to Him. I do my part. The ball is in my court. I draw closer to Him, and then He would draw closer to me, so I'm as close as I want to be. Sometimes it's just the want to be that needs to be adjusted. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Grow. Grow in what? Grow in grace. Grow in knowledge. How do you do that? You study his word. You pray. Ephesians 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way unto him who is the head. And the last word of that verse says, Christ. You grow in Christ. And Colossians 1.10 says, So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. Look back over the last year. How much have you grown? How has your spiritual life advanced? Status quo or choose to grow? Now I'm going to give you a list of five or six things here that I would challenge you to grow in these areas. Your list might be different. And so you write down what the Holy Spirit tells you. Here's an area that you need to grow in. I've got five or six. First of all, grow in your prayer life. Grow in your prayer life. We are to be a people of prayer. We are to always be in a state of prayer. Of course, you know, you don't go around like a... You know, like a monk. But we are to always be in a constant state of prayer. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. In our Sunday school class, we always begin with prayers for people. People have needs. I have needs. You have needs. Sometimes they're too personal to even confess. But when we have needs, we can pray for each other. I have the privilege of taking your request when you tell me something to the Lord to pray and intercede for you. And the verse says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And here it is. Don't miss this. Very familiar verse to all of us. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. That means God puts weight on your prayers. Not because you pray in the name of Vast Chapel Baptist Church. Not because we have a wonderful pastor, a brother uh, Russell. Not because, of, like in my case, that I have a heritage of, of uh, you know, being raised in a Christian home. No, not at all. But God hears our prayers because we pray in Jesus' name. Grow in your prayer life. First Thessalonians 5.17 in the CSB says pray constantly. Just plain and simple. Pray constantly. Many versions say pray without ceasing. Corey Ten Boom, who wrote The Hiding Place, and Julie and I have actually had the privilege of uh, being in that uh, hiding place in uh, Denmark, uh, she wrote this. She said, when a Christian shuns fellowship with other Christians, the devil smiles. When he stops studying the
the Bible, the devil laughs. But when he stops praying, the devil shouts for joy. He don't want you to pray. He don't want you to say, Lord, I need you. Oh, how I need you. Pray. And, and let me just tell you, don't be surprised when God answered. Can I say, and I should get some amens on that. Can I say, God answers prayer. Amen. He does. He answers your prayers if you pray in Jesus' name and mine. I love this story in, in Acts 12. It's a humorous story. If you've never seen any humor in the Bible, you will... You will enjoy this, Acts 12, 11 through 16. So you remember that Peter was in prison, and verse 11 says, When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from all the Jewish people expected. And as soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. They were praying for his release. I mean, they were having a prayer meeting. And then he knocked at the door at the outer gate, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice, Peter's voice, and because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the outer gate. Now here they are praying for his release, and she comes and she says, He's here! Well, uh, they didn't really have the right reaction. In verse 15, they said, you're out of your mind. They told her, but she kept insisting that it was true. And they said, it's his angel. Which that right there would have made me want to go look. <laughs> and then it goes on and it says, Peter, however, kept on knocking. He's like, what are these guys doing? He kept on knocking, and when they had opened the door, they saw him, and they were amazed. Repeat after me, please. Lord, help me to grow. Lord, help me to grow. In my prayer life this year. In my prayer life this year. Okay, status quo or choose to grow. It is your choice. And first is grow in your prayer life. Second is grow in your worship. Grow in your worship. Now let me tell you, Brother Kevin does a wonderful job of providing songs that lead us into worship. But as the old saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And so I'm saying by that, that just because the songs are provided, just because the, the worship is offered, I mean, I can go stand in my garage, but that don't make me a car. The worship is offered, you have to do it with your heart. And I was raised in a home that... Uh, uh, really demonstrated that well because my dad, and some of you know my dad, he'll be 91 in a few days. My dad is a very uh, boisterous, uh, loud, uh, emotional worshiper. And if, if uh, he were to come uh, to our service, he would probably just uh, shout and say amen louder than anybody. That's the way he, but my mom on the other hand, is one who is more of a silent worshiper. Now, it's not for me to say one's worshiping and one's not. And I don't care how you worship, you make sure you get it done. Worship definition is to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. 
The most common word for worship literally means to bend over or to bow down. It describes a gesture of respect or submission to God. Deuteronomy 6.13 says, Fear the Lord your God, worship him, and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. Now, that is not a negative term. God wants you and you alone and you only. You're not going to be able to share God and the pleasures of this world. Can't do it. God will not take second place. He will not take co-ownership. He wants all of you, and that's what he wants. What are some other gods around us? Well, we could all, all probably make a list. But other gods that are around us that take us away from worship and pleasure, busyness, distractedness, workaholicness, if there is such a word, where we just set God on the back burner. You know, he's kind of an afterthought. Well, if I have time. Luke 4.8, Jesus answered and said, it is, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Acts of worship can take on a lot of different things. I think worship should be done both privately and corporately. This is not the only time of the week that I worship. I love to come together to have corporate worship. That's what we're doing this morning. But I have private worship too. Uh, things like uh, singing and praying and reading God's word and giving and serving and clapping hands and raising hands. The highest form of worship though is obedience. When you just obey. Repeat after me. Lord, help me to grow. Lord, help me to grow. In my worship this year. In my worship this year. Status quo or choose to grow. Grow in your prayer life. Grow in your worship. Grow in your Bible reading. Grow in your Bible reading. Grow in your Bible reading. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, on our website... Uh, one of the menu items across the top is uh, resources. So if you go to basschapel.church, click on the resources, I have a uh, uh, hundred or more different methods to read the Bible this year. Some of them are 30 days, some of them are all year long, uh, different things, uh, PDF documents that you can download and, and follow a systematic method of reading through the Bible, of getting in the Word of God. Just as Christians need to be people of prayer, we need to be people of the Word. Psalm 1, 1 and 2 says, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers and listen to verse 2. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. Where do you find that? Where do you find the Lord's instruction? Bible. In the Bible. His word. <laughs> it is, after all, his word. It's his love letter to you. And meditates on it day and night. See, there is the way you do correct meditation. Is you meditate on the word of God day and night. 
2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable. Here's, here's why we have the Bible. For teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. Now, well, what, is a, what, what does that mean, training in righteousness? Well, what does a, uh, 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 you know, what do training wheels do? Okay, they, they allow you to go on that bicycle until you actually have the right balance and you can actually ride on it. Well, the same thing, the Word trains us how to live right. Don't, you're not going to find that in Dear Abby. You're not going to find that in the newspaper or some magazine or something. You're going to find how to live right in the Word of God. So that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the Scriptures. And you see that uh, there are so many ways to enjoy the Scripture. One of the things that my family does is we use the U version of the Bible on our phone. And me and Julie and my mom uh, had for like the last couple of years, uh, we have uh, uh, shared a daily devotion. Now, my mom lives at, uh, in Ozark at the Baptist home, and uh, it, it's, it's wonderful to be able to do that. You can do that with family, with friends, and there's a thousand and one different plans. Grow in your Bible reading. And then grow in your Bible study. And I have distinguished between those two. Uh, Brother Larry is my Sunday school teacher, and uh, he's a wonderful uh, teacher, and he tells us often how he has to study, how he studies the Sunday school lesson, how he studies the Bible, how he looks up different things. On Wednesday night, uh, 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 several months ago, Brother Russell, when we were going through 1 Peter, uh, we, we went through there word by word. See, that's what I mean by studying the Word of God. This 2022, I have been convicted this past year of not just reading the Bible. Now, that's good, and you need to do that. I'm not uh, saying you don't. We need to read the Bible. Yes, that's right. But we also need to have a time in our life, whether it's a daily time or weekly time or whatever, where you study the Word of God. You start looking word by word, verse by verse. How does this apply to me? Rewrite the, word, uh, rewrite the verse, if that helps. There's a difference between Bible reading and Bible study. One is to get more of an overview, and then one is to get in depth and to study the words and passages and unpack the meaning. 2 Timothy 2.15 in the King James says, Study... Study, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Julie and I, I've told you this before, uh, we, uh, we teach for jury, and we have lecture resources, and, and uh, you know, the students uh, read, read through, well, they're supposed to read through those uh, uh, lecture resources and then do the assignment. That's the way it's supposed to work. Well, quite often... We will have a student that will ask us a question, and it's like, well, there's no doubt they didn't read the lecture resources because the answer is in there. And uh, far be it from us to be that way with the Lord. We need to study what his scripture says. 
the number one evangelistic field for Mormons, the number one group of people that they try to reach is Southern Baptists who don't know the word. That's their biggest field of uh, influence. Grow in your Bible study. Ezra 7.10 says, Now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, to obey it, and to teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. Status quo or choose to grow. Grow in your prayer life. Grow in your worship. Grow in your Bible reading. Grow in your Bible study. And grow in your giving. Grow in your giving. Now, uh, giving can be money. It can be time. It can be talent. I always, you know, when I was pastor, uh, people would think, uh, they, they, they kind of had this attitude about, uh, well, he's just wanting to raise, so he's going to preach on money. Well, I'm not pastor anymore, so that's not why I'm preaching on it. I'm preaching on it because this is what we do to be obedient unto the Lord. You see, I'm going to shock some of you. God don't need your money. I like, I like the kid's illustration that says, I'm going to throw up all my money and whatever God wants, he can keep and whatever falls off you. <laughs> but you see, God don't need your money. We give out of obedience. And don't just confine yourself to 10%. Man, that's just a starting place. I know folks that give 15, 20, and give half of their, their wages to the Lord. Because the more you give, the more you're blessed. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the full tenth into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. We are meant to be conduits of worship through giving. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You see, we need to give. We need to grow in our giving. And that's something that it takes a lifetime to to learn, let me just challenge you, if you don't tithe, start with the tithe. Test the Lord. Just see if, if he doesn't bless you. I'm not going to tell you give $100 and, you know, you're going to get $100 through the mail. I'm not going to say that. But I can tell you, if you obey the Lord, he will bless you. He has done that. I have seen him do it in my life. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves <coughs> with many griefs. Grow in your giving. Status quo or choose to grow. Grow in your prayer life. Grow in your worship. Grow in your Bible reading. Grow in your Bible study. Grow in your giving. And finally, grow in your serving. Grow in your serving. Galatians 5.13 says, Serve one another through love. I challenge you, I, I would just challenge you to look for ways that you can serve each other this year. Serve your brothers and sisters. We 
here at Bass Temple. We have a wonderful ministry of food and of clothes. And uh, I, I don't know, I haven't asked uh, Stacia or Jan or, or anybody, but I, I can almost bet that they could use some more volunteers. I would almost bet that the nursery at this church <coughs> could use more help. I would just tell you that this church probably needs some more people who will go door to door or go out and, and ask people to come in. I would just bet if, if Bass Chapel is like most churches, we have some positions that went unfilled because we didn't have people to fill them. If you want to absolutely see Brother Russell pick himself up off the floor, when he comes back, you go up to him and shake his hand and say, Russell, what can I do to be a blessing to the church? He will just, people don't do that. Uh, we had a lady at our uh, other church, and she couldn't do much. She was, uh, uh, you know, didn't get out a lot. But I'll tell you what, bless her heart, every time that anybody had a hangnail, she was writing a card to them. She would write a card and say, missed you at church on Sunday. Hope you get better. Grow in your serving. Mark 10, 43 tells us, but it is not so among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you will be a slave to, to all. And listen to this. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served. I mean, Jesus could have been the CEO, but he didn't come to serve. He didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Lord, help me to grow in my serving this year. Grow in your prayer life. Grow in your worship. Grow in your Bible reading. Grow in your Bible study. Grow in your giving. Grow in your serving. Now the theme of my message this morning was James 4, 8, where it said, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. On this very first day of 2023, our invitation is going to be a little different. They call me Different Dan. The last church, I was called Different Dan. Some days more different than others. I, I adhere to the peculiar, you know, we are peculiar people, and I'm more peculiar than most. As we face a new year, if you would like to ask the Lord to help you draw closer to Him, I'm going to ask you to come down and commit or recommit yourself to Him. 2023 will undoubtedly have some highs and lows, that we need to that we need to have the Lord with us. This is just the time to confess, Lord, I want to draw closer to you. A time of recommitment. Lord, I realize my spiritual life is the most important part of my life. Nothing else is important as it is. And I want to get it right. So I'm going to ask you to come down and make that commitment. And we're going to pray for all those that are down here. And if you can't stand, then you can sit on the pews. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would be with this time of commitment, this time of recommitment, this time that we just ask you to help us to grow 
in 2023. Lord, we don't want to be status quo, dear Lord. We, we really want to grow in you. And Lord, you've done such wonderful things for our church. And Lord, even this small group that's here this morning, what, what wonderful things if all of us would grow this year that you can do. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand if you would. We're going to sing, I surrender all. And all of us are open to you.